Hello, and welcome to a new edition of Demo Divas. We are on at a new day, a new time. We are closer to our former ADH Divas time slot. Um, we all have new schedules, um, busier lives than once we once started, so we are now adjusting. But Kylie, how are you? It's been a while since we've been on the same show together. I think it's been like yeah, it's been crazy. Yeah, I've, I've been traveling. I went to AW Revolution. The very next weekend, I went to Atlanta for GCW. I've been doing a lot, but it, it's so good to be back. I miss I miss Jay Shell. I miss the show. I miss, I miss you too. Here. We miss Haley too. We send our wishes to Haley as well. Um, I'm I'm supposed to go to Boston for their Dynamite show, mm-hmm. and then that same weekend I have um, accepted Students Day for my number one school, which is also in Boston. So I'm driving down just to drive, well, driving up to drive back down to drive back up again on that weekend. So that's great. So it's gonna be annoying, but anyhow, because life can never work out in my favor. Um, of course not. Do you want to start with GCW since you were there? I feel like we can start yeah. with that match because okay. And when I found out about this match, I think I was live on the air with like a late night grin show or something like that. I don't remember what it was. I think it was mm-hmm. a revolution like post show we were doing. And I saw this match announced and I was fucking freaking out. At GCW Astronaut, which was their Atlanta, Georgia show, we saw Jordan Grace take on Ali Ketch. And this was one of Jordan Grace's last matches of the indie circuit for this year, basically, until she decides to return. What were your thoughts on this match? What was your reaction to it? It seemed like the internet also reacted very positively to this as well. Yeah, it was a really great match. I think this the crowd in Atlanta was loudest for this match just because everyone was so into it. And everyone, there were people cheering for Jordan Grace. There were people cheering for Ally Catch. And they really showed up. There were some great spots. I don't think I've ever seen Ally Catch wrestle this well. And it was really nice to see her do a serious match. Not that I don't like, I love Bussy and I love all that stuff. But it was really nice to see her remind us that she still is an incredible wrestler. Yeah, this was a really good showing for her. Like, I guess technically every time I talk about like Ali Catch, people always have like these little comments about her wrestling or whatever it may be. And I feel like here she really proved them wrong. I was extremely like engaged without like throughout this whole match sorry um I feel like it was definitely one of her best showings for me as well I love Allie and I love Jordan so it was great to see that I think it was also great to see an actual women's match on a GCW card we get that so rarely like we had the Allie and and Rosa match but like that's what once every two months that was like two months ago now so like I'm, I'm very excited that we're like able to have these matches and hopefully this becomes more regular um but obviously, the crowd they was really it. into it. Yeah, they did take advantage of the opportunity because Jordan does live in Atlanta. But um, I was very proud and very um, engaged throughout this whole outing. Um, and I, I think that the reason that we don't get that as much is because Ali has no problem wrest- like working the guys and wrestling with the guys, so it just yeah. works. But like, even like when we get like Ali versus Chelsea one on one, like stuff like that is super special. Um, and I think that whole GCW card had a lot of different dimensions. Like, with it was like, a good show. It was a really good show, yeah. Because yeah. they always have like GCW offers many different styles of wrestling to bring many mm-hmm. different audiences in. So like they had like it was what Deppin and ACH on that card as well. There was uh, Blake Christian, Jonathan Gresham on there also, and then they just had a fucking wild match. 
in May Club versus uh, Second Gear Crew, which is great as well. Um, yeah, but this this match really sold the show for me. Really sold the weekend, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm kind of sad Jordan's not going to be working indies as much anymore because I love her her indie stuff a lot. Um, yeah, any final thoughts on this match or this matchup or um, women's wrestling in GCW at all? I really hope we get more stuff like this because there were a lot of really great near falls that I bought into. Yeah. And I think that that just acting and character work from both of them was incredible. And I really think Allie needs to be in this position again where she's, you know, serious and, you know, showing her technical side and her creativity. And Bussy is great. And I love Allie. I love Effie. But I think women's wrestling in GCW, if it's really going to get off the ground, it really needs to be more like this. Yeah, and Catch went over, and that was a really important mm-hmm. thing. I, mean, I wasn't, honestly, I wasn't expecting Catch to go over, really. I, I kind of thought that it was <laughs> just going to be Jordan's match, but um, Jordan went over, no, Jordan took the pin in both of her matches, which I was very ex- excited to see and very grateful for. I love Jordan's current work, um, and I feel like she she's a great fit for GCW, especially when you're trying to build more, more women's matches. Because I feel like their thing is like, oh, we don't have to have women's matches because they work the guys. But that's not always it's not the same. Yeah, it, yeah, it's different. So I I was very excited to see this this match. I hope that they do more, like you said as well. And I feel like like with working with like Mission Pro and stuff like that. In the collective, I feel like I do have more opportunities to like take that avenue. Mm-hmm. I think like doing a show with with Mission Pro and Texas would be great. Like you can put Thunder Rose on the card, utilize Kylan King, like the Renegade Twins. Like I think it would be perfect. I hope that they explore that partnership more. I agree. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you want to talk about AEW next and just move to Thunder Rosa, or do you want to talk about NXT and stuff? We, we should, you know, let's save Thunder Rosa for last. Let's give her the main event spot. Okay, let's do that. Let's that talk works. about that NXT show. Oh, God. You want to talk about NXT. People don't normally want to talk about NXT. I mean, uh, I mean, do, do I want to talk about it or am I just morbidly curious? <laughs> that's fair. We'll talk about it. Um, okay, I actually watched this last episode of NXT. Mm-hmm. I'm actually, like, watching that program now. Mainly because I cover it for writing and stuff, not because yeah. I enjoy it. But anywho, they do have the finals of the Dusty Cup tournament coming up. Um, so that's going to be Dakota Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu versus Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray for the Dusty Cup championship cup or whatever. Um, so uh, once again, two made-up tag teams because they need tag teams. Um, and they also have Cora Jade. Is going to be facing Mandy Rose for the NXT Championship, and yeah, I, they are doing a thing with Nikita Lions and Lash Legend, but I don't want to talk about Nikita Lions, especially after what I saw from her today. Um, so pass. Yeah, NXT. It wasn't something that I watched every week. I would watch highlights or whatever. And, you know, the one time I decide that I'm going to watch it, they put on this show, which was just over-sexualized to me. I understand that it was storytelling and, you know, whatever. But, man, the NXT women's division is suffering. 
<sighs> the thing is, I love Indy Hartwell. Like, she's an actually oh. good wrestler. Like, she's very good. And I just don't know why she's being subjected to this. Like, I... How did we get here, dude? Like... I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Like, all these women in NXT are so very talented. And they could do so anything. kissing in pro wrestling now. I'm not understanding it. Like, Jade's kissing people. They're kissing people in NXT. Tony D is kissing people. There was more know. kisses. People were kissing on other shows too that I'm forgetting now. Well, at least in Jade's defense, it was it's not like everyone in AW is kissing everyone. Yeah, and yeah. And NXT, yeah. it feels like everyone's just hooking up with each other. And that's our story. It's weird. I mean, it's high school, right? It's Degrassi vibes. It really is. I just don't I I don't understand how we got to Persia and Duke being together. I think I might have missed something there. Like, I don't... I, I don't know. I really... Trying to keep up with this brand is impossible. I feel like the NXT 2.0 rebrand... Well, I think it's been a detriment to NXT. I, th- I think that's pretty undeniable that this is not as good as Black and Gold NXT. But in, for the women especially, it's crazy. It's like every week they're doing something different. But they're always like sexy or weird. You see their champions? <laughs> Poor Jay Shell. They got locked in a cage in a dumpster. And then Cora tried to go in Mandy's car, which was left unlocked. Who leaves their car unlocked? Especially in expensive. Who has their keys in the. Anywho. And Mandy Rose was in the back of the car and spray painted Cora Jade. I, what are we doing, dude? Also, Cora know. Jade was walking around with white spray paint to spray on Mandy Rose's white car. It's so juvenile the way that these women are. I don't know what goes on at NXT. I don't know who's writing this or how, I don't know Not if like the women that. are involved at all. But it's so teenager. It's like we're fifteen. And we all just got our learner's permits, and we're just going to go hawk wild on the streets, because why not? Saw Broad Breaker with this car? I'm so over Broad Breaker. But that's no. not I'm sorry. I was not expecting that. I think I'm just over WWE, especially for the women. I think I'm just, I'm just done. Aren't you excited honest. for Cody and Brandy? Listen, I'm never going to shame someone for going and getting paid because, you know, we live in a capitalist society. Go get your money, especially if you're Brandy, Uh, Cody, whatever. But Brandy, especially. We're talking about Brandy here. It's a women's wrestling show. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know if Brandy's going to be wrestling. Very true. I haven't heard anything about it. I don't know. I don't even know if she's going to WWE. All we really heard about is Cody. But if anyone is going to be taken seriously, it's going to be Brandy just because they have to, because she's a former executive for AW. And if they treat her poorly, then no other women are ever going to jump ship. And I know they want Jade. So they really, they can't drop the ball with her. But at the same time, I don't think that they think they're dropping the ball with these women at NXT and the women on the main roster. I think that they think this is good women's wrestling. I think that they think. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I just, I feel bad for, like, the Kaylee Rays, the Io Shirai's, like, those, like, veterans who are, like, still there. Like, Dakota Kai as well, um, who can wrestle. Like, yeah. Wendy Chu, 
I like her style of wrestling. I like that she's versatile, and I feel like that works to her benefit in this version of NXT. But I still feel really bad for her because she's literally walking around with a cup and like she's sleeping all the time. Yeah, I just it don't. Does, it doesn't work. And a lot of these women are, like you said, they're very talented, and they can. This isn't like 1999 where women do five minute matches, and most of them aren't trained wrestlers. This is like we've progressed to a point where a lot of female wrestlers are better than male wrestlers. And that's the case in NXT. And I don't understand why they're being treated like this when they're workhorses and they can do 30 minute main events and do it well. And they've proven that because a lot of them we just saw in black and gold NXT not that long ago. So I don't know why all of a sudden we're acting like this is good storytelling for women's wrestling. It's not. And it never has been. Even like, I've been like like kind of learning more about like Electra Lopez recently. I'm not too sure why, but like I saw some of her indie work and she can go. She's a really mm-hmm. good wrestler, but she's deduced to this Legato del Fantasma like manager kind of situation where all she does is really is just stand there and look pretty and have a couple of lines about sex. Yeah. I don't understand it. Like it's, it's this was this wasn't acceptable in 1999, and it's not acceptable now. But at least then you had an excuse that there weren't a lot of women being trained to be wrestlers in North America, I should say. But now it's like, at this point, the main roster there's no one coming into the main roster that would help. If if they're going to be the same there in NXT 2.0, there's there's no hope for the entirety of WWE's women's division. <sighs> Do you want to talk about the women's tag titles on the main roster? Do you want to talk about Roxy first? Oh, because... that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about so, Roxy. Yeah, so Roxy, uh, it's official. She signed to WWE NXT. Her and Cora Jade, I think, are some of the brightest young stars. We're talking under, like, under 25s. But at the same time, I'm worried about women going to WWE because of the way that they'll be treated in NXT. And I, my hope was when all the rumors were swirling that Roxy was going to WWE, I was hoping that she'd be main roster because she was, you know, Ring of Honor Women's Champion. She had this great track record. She had a lot of fans. But no, she's going to NXT. And, you know, like I said, I never shame someone for getting paid. Like, go get paid, especially if you're a wrestler and especially if you're a woman. But this entire company is it's taking a huge backslide. Well... My thing is, honestly, I would have rathered her go to WWE than to go to AEW, honestly. Especially with how young she is right now. One, this was her dream. She always wanted to become a WWE superstar. You know, go for that. Two, if they do mess her up, she's 20. She got time. Say she signs a a three-year contract, a five-year contract. She still walks out having time. You know what I mean? That's fair. Um, But also, I feel like if she were to go to AEW, I think she'd be stuck in like, maybe like an AQA position where she's like just working darks and stuff like that. And like, especially with the amount of time right now, even if they do sign more female wrestlers, I don't know how much time they're going to get on TV. Like even like with the Chris Statt, Layla Hirsch and Red Velvet storyline, you know, we get one storyline, one match on Dynamite, one storyline, one match on Rampage and that's it. And I, mm-hmm. I need more from that, especially like with the Roxy. I want to see her on TV pretty regularly, which means at least two matches or segments, like, well, full segments that include women. Like, I don't see the reason why we can't have like 
um, an opening promo. Like, you know how they did Punk and MJF? Why can't you do that with two women? I don't know. And with the Ring of Honor acquisition in AW, I'm concerned because Ring of Honor doesn't, within the last few years, doesn't have a good track record with women's wrestling. And, you know, before they folded a few months ago, they were on an upswing and Roxy was a big part of that. And I'm concerned because Ring of Honor, you know, rumors are going around. It's going to have weekly television. Is it going to be AW's NXT? Is it going to be its own separate thing? I am concerned that they're just going to take the women and put them there, like out of sight, out of mind. Like I was talking um, with a friend earlier and plug your show, plug it. Plug it. Okay. Well, bodyslam.net, Code of Honor podcast, talking all things Ring of Honor. We started it before TK bought it. Um, so the direction of the show was changed from its original intention, but whatever. It's good. And there, we are concerned, and I think this is some, uh, something a lot of fans feel, that Ring of Honor is going to become like the AW reject playground. And it does feel like a lot of the women are Tony Khan's rejects. And I, I don't want it to be like, Serena Deeb's five minute challenge where we just find an excuse to get them on TV and get them off. And I hate that so much. That's the vein of my existence. I'm so glad that's done now. Yeah. I think ring of honor needs its own women's division. And I think it needs its own everything. I think it needs to be completely separate from AW and we have crossover and that's it. Uh, fingers crossed though. <laughs> I feel like they have a really unique opportunity. I feel like you bring in some of the people who are already in Ring of Honor, Janai Kai, mm-hmm. Willow Nightingale, Trisha Dora, yeah. and you let them still work there, and of course, work in these as well, but I think that some of those women can utilize Ring of Honor. Like, I feel like send Red Velvet there every now and then to get some tune-up matches and yeah. to work with some women, but like, if you're gonna send women there and they stay there for a very long period of time, I'm going to get extremely upset because I feel like exactly. they are too, because they're gonna be like, I signed a contract to AEW, not a contract to Ring of Honor, which exactly. is a very fair point. So if people start to get upset about that. I wouldn't blame them. And it also, it depends on where Ring of Honor is going to be. Uh, we know there's going to be weekly episodes, but is it going to be on YouTube where they'll get a lot of exposure? Is it going to be on Honor Club where no one has Honor Club? Honor Club is unusable. There's no, it's a horrible platform. And if I'm a woman and they're just shoving us all onto Ring of Honor and we're on Honor Club, then what's the point of being there? you'd be better off in NXT 2.0 because at least you get exposure. Mm-hmm. And then if you leave, then you can, you know, you'll be an indie star and you'll get tons of bookings. So AW and WWE have a lot of work to do. And it's, it's so disheartening. And I will say AW has come a long way. We have multiple women's stories happening. We just need more matches that aren't on dark. And maybe I shouldn't say this. Maybe I'll get some heat for this, but. Tie up that Serena and Sheeta feud, please. I need that to be done, my dude. We're on five. Like, mm-hmm. in all reality, not to be like that, but if this was WWE and, okay, they're having good matches, but the story isn't progressing much, people would be upset. And You're they're right. just okay with this because, one, it's the women's division in AEW. Two, they're having better than average matches for what they would consider the women's division to look like. And they're on TV. So they're like, oh, problems yeah. are solved. But like five matches? 
five matches. Do you know how many rematches that is? That means you had four rematches off the first match. That's crazy. Yeah, I think I think they need to bring in someone else for Deeb to feud with. Because this feud, I've enjoyed it. But I'm getting, like you said, I'm getting to the point where it's tiring. And she does back now. She was gone. It's whatever. But I don't need the five-minute challenge anymore. Unless you're going to bring in a surprise, then I'll be fine with that. And I don't need her with Sheeta anymore. They're both too good to be stuck feuding with each other. Especially when we have so many young women who need stronger people to feud with. You know what makes sense is like carry the momentum that you have now. So put Layla Hirsch with Cheetah. Yeah. And then put Serena with Chris Stapp. Yeah. And they would have amazing matches too. Mm-hmm. And you won't have to do the same matches five times. And it makes sense to us, but for some reason it doesn't make sense to them. I just don't understand why we get in this place. And I'm all for long term storytelling, but I don't understand why we get in this place with AW's women's division where our stories are long-term, but it's just because we're having the same match all the time. And then the women go on dark and they get their win back. So, like, no one's records are really changing. And the only time there's a change in the rankings, like a big change in the rankings, is if someone's going to get a title shot. And then they build up a bunch of wins on dark, and we don't see them a lot on Dynamite. And it's just so confusing because this is not the way the men are booked. This is not the way the tag division is booked. And I just don't understand why we're in this place where this is what we settle for. And there's been progress. I will give them that. But come on. Yeah, I I don't know how. Pick my words wisely. Um, This is not excusable. And I feel like if they do bring in Athena like whether it's through Jade's challenge or whatever, people are going to start to see, okay, maybe they're not doing what they promised and maybe they're not fulfilling the same um, promises that they are like for the men. Like if we look at the current women's division, they've signed what? AQA, Mm -hmm. Paige Van Zandt, yeah, I'm excited for her though. I think I am excited for her. Though. I think she, I think she'll be good for that for AW. I'm trying to think within like the last like six months or so. AQA, Paige Van Zant. Uh, would you count Ruby Soho? That's before my six months period. Yeah. I'm thinking because in the last six months they've signed Buddy Matthews, Brody King, uh, William Sir, Regal, Keith Lee, William Regal, kind of Ryan Kendrick. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> sorry. And they're, they're probably going to sign other people. They're probably going to sign, you know, Cesaro, right. whatever he's worked by now. And there's so many good female free agents or just indie talent that you could bring in for a little bit. And I don't understand why they aren't, especially when the women's division is so light. And when Sheeta was gone, why didn't you just bring in someone for a little bit to feud with Deeb instead of the stupid five minute challenge where nothing came of it? Why couldn't you bring in a Willow Nightingale or Ali Ketch or, like, you know, just put them yeah. in those, like, prominent positions? Remember when Eddie Kingston went on TV and he was like, can we get Willow Nightingale and Chris Dat out here, like, two women fighting? Like, Yeah, Willow Nightingale is good, and she's she's improved immensely in the last, amazing. I'd say, year. She's gotten so good. And she's I just over, too. Like, Yeah. Why, and I think people excuse AEW 
One, because they like AW. They enjoy watching it. And two, because they like the women, their characters. And they really buy into that. Like they, they love Jade. They love Layla. They love Chris Statlander. And I think they're, they think that because they're likable characters and they're over, that it doesn't matter how it's booked or they're, they're willing to overlook, you know, serious issues in the booking. And that's part of the reason why there's been so little progress. Like when AW first started, people complained about the women's division a lot more. And now that it's really filled out and we have fully fleshed out characters and stories, people are just like, okay, why? Especially after Britt's win, they were like, okay, well, we liked Britt and she did this heel turn and we really liked that. And now she's champion. So obviously AW's women's division is well booked. And it's not the case. Britt sucks. I I enjoyed Britt and, but I really hope that she goes to Ring of Honor for a little bit. Just, just so, just for a cool off. And she can do something with like Deanna. Or... Britt, can you go to Ring of Honor for me and then work some super workers and then, you know, maybe learn how to sell a little bit and then we'll be good to go. Because the no selling, good lord. I feel like her reign stopped working for me after All Out happened. I was like, okay, maybe this isn't working for me too much anymore. And, you know, in her defense, she wasn't ever given a story to latch onto because they were waiting for Thunder Rosa. Yeah, and, and they for some reason that means she can't have any good feuds in the middle. Even though Hangman Page became champion, has already had a bunch of good feuds in the middle. What feuds has Jade had? Uh, besides Ty, I mean, was that even really a feud? They cut like two He's promos and she kissed her on the head. <laughs> no, basically Jade just shows up and uh, Smart Mark Sterling is like, "Here's who Jade wants to wrestle now," right. and then she cuts a promo on them, and then that's her feuds. Even when Sammy was champion, you know, he was feuding with Cody. He also Mm -hmm. had the AT&T feud and all that stuff. Cody was feuding with Sammy. Miro constantly had feuds, you know. And boo, disappointing, disappointing, boo, disappointing. And see, the thing with Jade is that they're building up this streak and that she's so dominant and there's no one who can stop her. But at a certain point, she's going to beat everyone on the roster. So there's only so much you can do after that. So what what's the deal with that? Like, you can't really put her in a story because no one's going to believe it unless it's someone really big. And there's Is no there one like really a big. a long-term left. plan for that even? like For Jade? Yeah. I hope so. I hope there's something. There has <laughs> to be. It has to be like Chris Stat or something, right? That, that's what, that was my thought with her character change and sort of this redirection. Because if there's really no one who can. Like, if you look at top people in the women's division, it's Thunder Rosa. She can't because she's champ. Mm-hmm. Britt Baker, she can't because her versus Jade would be a nightmare because they're both heels and they thrive on being mean. So, like, what's and the point? Both... <laughs> it, it, can't, it can't be Layla. It Challenge. can't be Shida Deeb. It can't be Sheeta. It can't be Riho. It can't she, be Yuka Takazaki. It can't she, be Nyla Rose. Oh, she beat Ruby Soho already, too. So, yeah, that was, that was like, the other good option. <laughs> So like, who? What are they doing? And I, I'm a fa- I'm a fan of the streak. I love that she's so dominant and that she's so good. My worry is that she'll feud with like Red Velvet, and then Red Velvet will win, and then the streak will be for nothing because she's beaten Red Velvet a ton. And I love Red Velvet, but oh, 
that's my fear is that it's all going to be for nothing and we're going to buy into it like we always do and they'll just you know what i'm going to start saying on twitter if that happens i'm what? like this that roman reigns shit people are going to hate me but i'm going to say it because it'll be true if that's actually what happens because roman's feet is going to amount to nothing so i mean his reign is going to amount to nothing so i feel don't even get me started on the roman thing i am so annoyed <laughs> Okay, then let's let's talk about let's finish up with WWE before we fully go back to AEW since we want to close with Rose and everything like that. Um, Naomi and Sasha and the tag title picture. How are you feeling about the tag title match heading into WrestleMania? So far, we have Naomi and Sasha taking on Liv and Rhea, taking on Natalia and Shayna Baszler, taking on the champions Carmella and Zelina. I think this is the most I've enjoyed the women's tag division since the titles were introduced. And I think that's due in, in, uh, not in part, I think that's due to Naomi and Sasha. Yeah. I I think I've really enjoyed them together. And I love that. uh, I love that Naomi is getting this opportunity to be, you know, perceived on Sasha's level. I've always thought Naomi was on Sasha's level. I've always thought that she should have been in the horsewoman, but maybe that's for another, maybe that's for another time. But I love that. I love that she's in these circles now with you know the main event women, and I really hope if she doesn't get the tag titles with Sasha, I really hope something comes of this for her because she's an invaluable part to this division now. They have to be winning those titles. You can't put Sasha in a tag title picture and have her lose, like especially in her WrestleMania program. But um, do you remember uh, the the Boston Hug connection (laughs) and when the titles were first introduced? Yeah, I don't think they care about Sasha as a tag wrestler. I think they want her in there to do cool spots and be flashy. And I don't think they want Naomi in there to do cool spots and be flashy because they're super talented. I I honestly, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they'll win the titles and this will be, you know, a good story. Uh, They'll probably make a feud of it, though, if they do win. Which I'm here for, but also kind of not here for at the same time. Like, why can't we have ta- women's tag champions that don't feud? Right. Like, why can't we just have a good tag division? I don't get it. Like, why do tag teams in WWE, you know, men's and women's, why are they always enemies at the end? Like, why can't we just have good, sustained tag teams? Well, the Street Profits are doing good. God bless the Street Profits. I hope they win at Mania. Street Profits in um, the New Day and the Usos. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes, I mean, the, the New Day, they kind of always like each other. They kind of just aren't allowed to talk oh, to each and, other sometimes. And and um, the Vikings. Oh, that's for now. That has to be ending soon. I feel like they can't keep that going for too, too long. Man, uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. Um, anywho, I feel like they have to take advantage of Sasha because I feel like if Sasha doesn't like something she's not she's yes. not going to be doing it right now and I feel like if she I don't okay I feel like if she I guess like almost approved the decision to work in the tag division I feel like they have to have something of substance there for her whether mm-hmm. like she approved it or she decided to work in the tag division either or because I feel like you're not just gonna put Sasha in whatever because she will leave again but um I feel like they have to have some sort of plan in place when it comes to her um, like, if you look at what she did last year at Mania, I feel like she's going to know her worth now and, you know, not be afraid to say something about it. So I hope that's the case with yeah. this. Um, how do you feel about the Rhea and Liv tag team? 
I'm into it because I'm really into them as wrestlers. And I like, I like that they're involved in this sort of, you know, mass feud of all these women. Mm -hmm. My issue with it is that they don't fit. They don't wrestle the same. There's no like element really tying them together character wise or story wise. And to me, that also screams, we're going to feud in the future. The and I don't, I don't like that, that this feud, division yeah. is used as a vehicle for feuds that ultimately don't pan out well. Like, I don't think, in terms of main roster feuds, I think, you know, Ronda Rousey and Charlotte, that's eh. And I think Becky Bianca is their best feud, uh, just because there's so much story there. But everything else just kind of falls to the wayside. Like, if it doesn't make WWE millions and millions of dollars, they don't care. And Rhea, Liv, they're over. But they've never been given sort of the support of a Charlotte or a Ronda or a Becky. So they don't make millions and millions of dollars by feuding. So they just fall to, like, the pre-show. And I don't like... One, I don't like the these belts being used in that way because I think it, it makes them less valuable and it means that WWE pays less attention to the division and two I don't like that they're going to be treated that way especially with how you know they were both on the up and now they're just not it is so annoying all I can say about this is that I'm happy that they're at least on mania which Mm -hmm. it feels like an extremely low bar but at least we cleared that you know at least they're on mania is rough it is rough. This is a bad card. And if you tell me this is a good card, you're wrong. I always said before that, like, WWE cleans up their actor on Mania time. This year, I was wrong. Last year's Mania had some, like, shining diamonds. Like, they had Sammy KO, which happened last minute, mind you. They had yeah. Seth and Cesaro, which kind of also happened last minute, mind you. But, but like, what a match. <laughs> right? Right? I yeah. mean, I feel this like sometimes... Is like- Sorry, go ahead. I feel like sometimes what you think about when you watch Mania's back is like, okay, this is a good match, but I don't really remember the story. And like sometimes it's okay to have matches like that. Like Bianca Sasha, amazing match, story build wasn't too strong. But like you need to at least have some good stories, especially when your main event sucks ass. Yeah. And here it's like it's like Charlotte and Ronda and Brock and Roman, and then everybody else is just there. It's like Celebrity Central. Like, all the celebrities decided to show up for this WrestleMania, I guess. And there's there's such a lack of depth to this card, especially for the women. I have no idea what went wrong. I'm glad that we have the tag titles, because then we get to see some people that aren't, you know, Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey. people this year, though. I just, oh my goodness. Especially within the last, like, two years, they've really had a lot of great stars in the women's division, young stars who aren't the horsewomen. And the fact that it's been multiple years and they still aren't main eventing is concerning, especially, and I'm not going to say Charlotte and Ronda Rousey are old, but they're not because they're not. But I think it's undeniable that we are reaching a point where they will have to slow down if WWE is going to maximize their time and their value. And no Charlotte, no Ronda, who's who's left? Who's at that caliber yet? And if Bianca doesn't win, if she doesn't win. Are we going to have this conversation? Because I might cry. 
I think we have to. I think it's a realistic possibility. I do think Bianca is going to win. I trust that WWE will give her that, especially, um, forgive me, I can't remember who the interview is with, but someone interviewed Bianca and she said that Vince McMahon told her she had the total package. Oh, yeah. That she had the look and the style and the body and all the stuff. So I do think that they're behind her. But are they behind her the way they're behind Becky? This match is going to be so important for the future of WWE's women's division. This one match. It's supposed to open night one, too. It's supposed to be the opening match of all of WrestleMania from, like, reports and stuff like that. If they have Becky win in the opening match, it's going to go – the whole show is going to go very badly. It is. Especially Charlotte and Ronda are on the same night, aren't they? Yes. And people think that they're going to have Becky win so they can do the title unification match on night two. That won't work. People will not get behind that. This is not what... Who's and Becky's suffering for it. Like, what the hell? And Becky is suffering for it. Bianca, you know, she shouldn't have lost the way she did on Becky's return, but that's old news. We've talked about it, you know, endlessly. But I do think Becky and her return and her popularity has suffered because of the Bianca situation. And if Bianca doesn't get the win, yikes. I think I think that Bianca should get the win, and then they just bring Becky back as um, Becky Lynch to go like the man. Yeah, or or just like just put her in like a mid card feud and let her chill for a little bit, right? Like just why give her, is she always... Rhea Ripley? Give her Rhea Ripley, and then just let yeah. them have a cool, you know. Yeah, just just relax, just just simmer <laughs> down for a little bit. Why is she always being forced to be, you know, number one? That's got to be a lot of pressure for her. And, you know, not to bring it back to AW, but the whole situation with Bianca reminds me of Britt and Thunder Rosa, where, you know, Britt beat Thunder Rosa at Revolution just for Thunder Rosa to beat her again in, you know, San Antonio. And now Thunder Rosa's champion, but, like, her win was diminished because she was beaten by Britt just two weeks before. And now we're in the same situation with Bianca and Becky, where it's like, if Bianca doesn't win, and then, then she... Are they just going to keep feuding with Becky to get her win back? Like, I don't understand. Uh, there's no, to me, there's no other path to take but Bianca wins. She beats Becky. And then, then put her with, just put her with Ronda Rousey or something. Let, let her have that. Give her something. Give her do something. Don't do that at, like, SummerSlam, I think. They have to do something for her. Like, you know, this SummerSlam women's division July is this not year? good. Huh? SummerSlam's in July this year. Is it? Yeah, July 31st or 30th or 29th, one of the two. Like, it's a late day in July. There's no August pay-per-view this year. Oh, so, so we don't have a lot of time to build for SummerSlam. We never have a lot of time to build, but they don't really give a fuck, so. No. That's, that's probably why this WrestleMania is so bad. Well, can you imagine next year we're in Hollywood and how many celebrities are going to be there? Honestly, if Snooki's there, I'm here for it. She's a good wrestler. <laughs> 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 That's a great sentence from Kylie. Snooki's a great wrestler. She, oh my god, do you remember? She's a good wrestler. Uh, Bad Bunny's a good wrestler. Johnny Knoxville, he can he take some bumps. Just have like a celebrity battle royal. He's a stiff boy. Johnny's a stiff boy. I love him. I think he, I, you know, I was weary of it when they said he was coming into the WWE, but now I'm like, never leave. Like, just Would you take here. a forearm from him? Yeah. <laughs> I think he'd knock you out, Kylie. Go for it. 
honestly, it's an honor. I think he adds so much to WWE. I really do. Who's a better really who's a better celebrity to bring in? Logan Paul, Pat McAfee, or Johnny Knoxville, purely based on their wrestling ability. I think. Don't say the wrong answer here, Kylie. There's I only think one. Pat way McAfee is a better wrestler. There you go. I think that's because he knows wrestling. Johnny Knoxville just knows getting beat video? up. His like four minute long video about him yeah. like getting a wrestling ring when he was like in college and everything. I love that for him. Or in the NFL. Yeah. He's great. I like him. I he don't like Logan good. Paul. I oh. think he's annoying. Did you see what he said? He was like, all respect due to Bad Bunny, but it won't take me as long to train as it did for him. I was like, this is going to be bad. This is not going to go well. Oh, no. And if anybody knows anything about the Paul brothers, uh, they're kind of crazy, and it's because their dad is crazy. So I have no doubt that Logan Paul will train 18 hours a day to be a good wrestler. But I don't want him to because I don't want him to be here. He was at last year's Mania feuding with The Miz, and now he's besties with The Miz, and nobody said why. But that's fine. I have no idea what's going on in this company anymore. And honestly, you know what? I'm just going to say right now, I'm going to be excited for Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey. And I'm going to be excited for Becky and Bianca because the rest of this WrestleMania, I don't care about. Are you going to be excited for Cody Rhodes on night two? I mean, I should probably say I'm not the biggest Cody Rhodes fan. And it's not because he left AW. It's because I don't enjoy him. <laughs> like I don't like his style of storytelling. It's, it's me. Yeah, I don't I don't like his style of storytelling where it's like his own little island, like Cody Island. I didn't enjoy any of that. I think Cody he hasn't Rush. had a good he hasn't had a good story since he got whipped on TV by you know in the MJF feud. That's a statement. Oh my god. He hasn't had a good feud or storyline since he got whipped on TV. That is true. Oh, it's true. Cody the Anthony Gogo thing was a disaster start to finish. Oh yeah. Cody Luther King, God bless. I only like him because apparently he's good with black women. So, I mean, all the praise for that because we needed more of that in wrestling. I'm worried about him in WWE. I'm worried he'll either be Roman Reigns again uh, when Roman was a babyface and uh, was beating everybody and everyone hated him. Um, mainly because I think WWE fans know that Cody sucked in AW towards the end and wouldn't turn heel. And um, now I'm worried about Brandy. Come on. I yeah. hope that they just troll him and he comes in as Stardust. Like they're like, oh, we're gonna sign you this contract. You're gonna get to do whatever you want. Five million dollars. Boom! Now you're Stardust, bitch. Listen, what if they let him be Cody and you know he can have Brandy and he can have his little dog, and they're just like, <laughs> they're just like that for like a month or two, and then they're like, okay, here's your program for SummerSlam. It's gonna be Stardust versus like who? Butch? Madcap Moss. Madcap Moss. There you go. You know, I wouldn't be mad about it. If he was Stardust again, I mean, why not? You like, wouldn't I'd be like mad about it. it. He would be pissed. He would be pissed, but, like, I would enjoy it. <laughs> That's what matters. <laughs> quite, Kylie enjoys it. I mean, okay. you could dress Brandy up as Stardust. It'd be great. Somebody please edit that on the internet. Please make Brandy into Stardust. That'd be great. Great content. Send it to me on Twitter. Tag her. It's on the screen. Yes. Um, 
let's wrap this up and let's quickly talk about Chris before we head into the new AEW Women's Champion. How are you feeling about Chris's transformation, the whole, hopefully, kind of the closing of this Layla Hirsch and Chris Statt and Red Velvet thing? I love the new character direction. I think she's needed it. Um, not that I don't love, you know, old Chris Statlander, but sometimes it's nice to get something new. And I think this emo version of her, this, this like, just tougher later, version boy. of her. See you later, boy. <laughs> this tougher version of her is definitely needed. And I think, I don't know, I think it's really well done how she's acting and her new mannerisms. The Layla Hirsch thing is whatever. I mean, <laughs> I'm kind of over it, but it's too long. I'm kind of done. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited for Chris. I hope that like this becomes all that she wants it to be. I feel like this has to be her idea to change it up also. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very excited to see what she can do with it. Um, I don't I'm going back and forth on if I want to see her as a heel, but I feel like she's too over and like too strong as a baby face for them that they need like for the, for her to turn heel especially right now um mm-hmm. but she's showing cheeks so good for her i i love it i think aw needs more of this more character changes god bless her oh my god i hope that like she becomes cbs champion or something so i could just like relish in the glory of her wrestling she's an amazing so wrestler we love so Chris that over here She's so, she's so unique in that division, too. She's out of the galaxy. Oh. Make that into a t-shirt. Someone someone tag Chris. Let him know. <laughs> We're demanding a lot of these people. You know, you know what? Someone's going to do it. So. I'm going to go, probably. <laughs> JJ, if you want to do that, that'd be great. Um, yeah. Let's talk about Thunder Rosa. She is now the new AEW Women's World Champion after a cage match with Britt Baker in her hometown on Wednesday's Dynamite. How are you feeling about this title reign? How did you think about, how did you think, wow, how did you feel about the match in general? Well, I should just start by saying, I think this should have happened at Revolution. And if it wasn't going to happen at Revolution, that match at Revolution shouldn't have happened. I think it was a foregone conclusion at this point that Thunder Rosa was winning. It's her hometown, it's a steel cage, so there's not going to be, you know, the Brits entourage. Uh, but to me, I was still emotionally invested in the match. Like, I knew Thunder Rosa was winning, but I just wanted her to win so badly that I was buying into everything, just waiting for, you know, her to beat Britt. Mm-hmm. It did feel a little rushed at the end. Um, there was, like, the uh, the near fall. They went out of the ring, and then they went right back in, and then it was the finish. Uh, but other than that, the match was really, really good. And I did like that the cage was bigger than the ring, so there was they could do stuff on the outside. I really liked that. Uh, the tax, the throwback to the tax was really good. And Thunder Rosa's reaction at the end, just so emotional, tears. Dustin Rhodes coming out, you know, because he trains and works with the women. I think it was it was such a great moment. It was so well-deserved. I just wish this was revolution or revolution didn't happen. Yeah, I just wish revolution didn't happen. I feel like, how would I move it around? I mean, I guess you could have given Mercedes a title shot at revolution if you would have changed the story leading up to it a bit um i don't know that match felt really off for me and i think we know why um but i think this connected more for me i think this was a stronger match overall Mm -hmm. um it did feel rushed for me which is why i think Britt probably had to no sell some stuff at least that's 
why I hope she no sells some stuff, you know, not just like I'm gonna no sell because we gotta get these spots going. But mm-hmm. I think the celebration really was the moment that we needed. But I feel like a lot of the match, I was also like you, kind of just waiting for it to happen. Um, towards the beginning, I didn't really connect with it, but once they started doing some of the bigger spots, I appreciated it. But once again, to kind of have this conversation, um, I don't think that we need bleeding in all of these storylines to make women become over with the AEW crowd. My issue was not with the women, like I've said before on Twitter. My issue was with the fans that only get behind these women and get behind the matches once they bleed. Yeah, I think it goes back to Britt really getting over um, because she broke her nose and was bleeding everywhere. And, you know, they still have pictures of that everywhere on AW stuff. And I think at certain matches, it's, you know, okay. Like the, who was it? It was Bunny, Penelope, Ty, and Anna Jay. That little, the street mm-hmm. fight, was it? Or whatever it was. Yeah, no DQ. Fight. That was great. And I thought the blood worked really well there. And I think that did a lot for those women. Because um, they were all lacking sort of that tough element. Mm-hmm. to their character. I think it's become a thing where Brit is just expected to bleed now. And I'm worried about that because moving forward, I'm I think it's pretty certain she's going to feud with Jamie Hayter or or maybe have a, mid, a feud in the middle and then feud with her as a big mm-hmm. feud for double or nothing. I'm oh, worried yeah. I'm worried that she's going to have trouble in matches if she isn't bleeding, if there aren't tacks, if it isn't hardcore. Because people are starting to sour on her character a little bit um, as the mean girl. And so she does either, she needs a character redirection. She needs she needs something for them to latch onto that isn't hardcore wrestler Britt Baker. Yeah, I need a character redirection like you're saying. I think that would make sense for me. Yeah, and I did like in the cage match that they brought in Aubrey Edwards, like the conspirator. Because they did introduce that conspiracy against Britt Baker. And then they didn't really do anything with it. And Aubrey Edwards was the OG conspirator. So I would love to see them just go with the conspiracy thing and let her have that for a month or two. And just let her feud with people that she thinks are conspirators against her. And she can really rebuild herself. And Thunder Rosa can put Jamie in that. Yeah. Yeah, you could do a lot with that. And I think you can start it with Aubrey Edwards. Not that Aubrey should wrestle. No. I don't need that. (laughs) (laughs) No. But you could start it with her and Thunder Rosa can do bigger and better things. Britt can, you know, rebrand herself away from, you know, bloody Britt Baker and it, everything will be good. What if it's they make simple. that her brand is that she's bloody Britt Baker now? What if they go the complete 180 and say she's the doctor, so she likes blood? Just, just put her with Chaos Project and Luther and uh, call it a day, guys. No, you put her with well, Cody. If, 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 if her character becomes that she's bloody and bleeds all the time and just gets hurt all the time and that's all she is, like, you can be a hardcore character and not bleed all the time. But if she's good, I just, and it's not because they're women and they're bleeding all the time. I, I have no problem with blood in women's matches. It's that she is bleeding all the time. It's this one girl who's bleeding all the time. I think my issue with this is also that she's a heel and she's bleeding like this. Like, yeah. Okay, it makes sense if she was like a cowardly heel and like she, you know, accidentally bled or whatever and like she was afraid of it. But like 
she plays into the fact that she's the baddest bitch in the block because of that match. But I feel like that would be more of a face thing where she's like, I've walked through the fire, I've been through the pain, yeah, and now I'm not afraid. Like, if you're going to do that, okay, go for it. Like, that's kind of what Anna Jay kind of did after coming out of the street fight. But, like, to be heel and kind of utilize that also feels weird for me, I guess. Yeah, I, I really do agree because to me that, you know, tough fire, that's a baby face thing. And it's worked to Brit's benefit, no doubt. She's become, you know, immensely popular with the crowd. She gets great reactions, uh, but she doesn't wrestle all that often. And when she does, a lot of the time she's bleeding. Yeah. And we got to get away from that. She's too young. She has too much talent for her to be stuck in that. And this dude with Jamie Hayter is going to be a big test for her. Can she make this character work outside of a title feud? So I think Jamie Hayter has a lot to offer. I'm worried about Jamie Hayter as a babyface. I'm wondering if Britt is going to be the baby face in that feud. Uh, but that, I mean, that's where we're going. So we got to figure it out at some point. Oh God. Where's rebel fit into all of this? And Mercedes. I have no idea. Rebel's not going to be on TV anymore. Is she? I don't know. I I think that, I think there's a, she has a lot of value because she is, so good at acting and she does great character work i'm not sure about her in-ring stuff because every time we see her wrestle she gets hurt so i don't know i mean i'm not saying that like to offend like as an offense offensive thing but it's like she does she dislocates a kneecap or you know all these other things and i'm not sure where her training is i don't even know if she's been training to be a wrestler or continue her wrestling career um I would like to see her do something. I, I would love to see her turn on Britt Baker. Uh, and maybe join Jamie Hayter, maybe join Mercedes Martinez. I don't know. But I think that's a long time coming. Because Britt Baker is horrible to her. And, you know, Rebel can be, you know, the number one conspirator. The leader of the conspiracy. Hmm. That is very interesting. I I hope that they can at least kind of do something with her, even if they put her with somebody new. Not mm-hmm. for her to be like a, um, what is the word? I'm like a habitual manager, I guess. But like, yeah, I feel like she does have value as like a buddy. You know what I mean? I'm trying to think. Maybe if they put her with like Layla. Yeah, they could have her break away from Brit and Brit like fires her or kicks her out or something mm-hmm. and then we could have her go through the aw roster and try to find you know, be a funny. Person. remember when um billy k had the, he- the, the, resume, the resume yeah yeah <laughs> we could do that because rebel would be great at that she's she's similar in you know her wrestling style and her character ability to billy k and billy k is phenomenal and if, if you don't think billy k is phenomenal i don't i don't know what kind of wrestling you're watching but it's not good <laughs> oh my god Okay, well, I think we will end with the Billy Kay Rebel comparison. That sounds like a good place to end. Um, Kylie, where can the people find you? What do you have going on? You can follow me on Twitter at Fuller underscore Kylie. I tweet, I live tweet shows. I tweet a lot of stuff. Um, you can find me uh, every Monday on the Bodyslam.net YouTube channel. I do the Code of Honor podcast I mentioned earlier uh, with my co-host Kyle. We talk a Ring of Honor history, Ring of Honor news. 
We just did an interview with Carrie Silken, who's, you know, uh, a former owner of Ring of Honor. It was a fantastic wow, interview. Uh, it was a fantastic interview. Um, you can see me. I do a lot of random stuff. Like I do random post shows and random interviews all over the internet. To keep up with everything I'm doing, I'll post it there. You can find me. Yes, and you guys can follow me at Jason Nicole on Twitter. I'm on the Late Night Grin YouTube channel and their whole platform. You can subscribe to Late Night Grin for a dollar a month, latenightgrin.com. Lots of great content. I do a show with Joe Holpert called The Free Agent Show, and we just recently talked about Jonathan Gresham. We've done shows on Tony Storm, Athena, Swerve before he went to AEW. Um, and yeah, you guys can check those out. I also have my own Patreon, patreon.com slash if you want to check that out as well. Exclusive content over there. have my own YouTube channel, youtube.com slash C slash Nicole for interviews and Revolution Prediction Show. There'll be more content coming over there soon, but you guys can just follow me on my social media for more information on that. Um, I'm also writing for SE Scoops, and I will be soon creating a plan for WrestleMania weekend coverage. So if you want to find out about a bunch of WrestleMania weekend shows from WrestleCon and The Collective, but you don't want to watch them, leave that to me because I'll mess up my sleep schedule for you. Um, So yeah. That's all that we have for this week of Demo Divas. We will be joining you now from this slot. Sundays at 5 p.m. for now on. And we hope you enjoyed this episode. And we will see you guys all soon. <laughs>